If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Jacob, Thomas, can I interest you in a little Kyle Van Noy? Interesting. Do you like that? Do you want that? Can I interest you in that? Can I get you to agree to a Kyle Van Noy and get you into a Kyle Van Noy today before you leave this lot? Give me some specs on what it would take. I'm not sure exactly what it would take. He played for the Chargers last year. He made $1.5 million in base salary. How is that going to go up astronomically this right. year? Um, it's not like he lit the world on fire. He'd be nothing but, you know, just uh, a backup depth role. He's not I, going to come in being preached that he's going to be the number two next to T.J. Watt no, at that edge rush position. I think there's a possibility he could be number four behind Herbig. Well, if Herbig develops right. at a rate that would, I think, exceed all of our expectations, that's possible. But I just think that you have to assume that T.J. Watt's going to get hurt. Maybe it's for two games. Maybe it's for 12 games. You have to assume it's going to happen somewhere in between that spectrum. Hopefully not for a full season or something catastrophic right. like that. Long term. But I just think it's kind of malpractice at this point to not you know, stack your deck in favor of of that happening right. because it's been happening for a couple of years now that a track record has been established. And as it stands right now, I'm not comfortable with the depth at that edge rush position for what getting injured. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable than I was before the draft, but it's still not something that I'm excited about. If he goes down, it sounds stupid to say, because why would you be excited for the best defensive player in your team to go down? But there's just nothing there that gives me like a, oh, we can get through two to three weeks with this guy. He can be a bridge as that, you know, increased role happens to him as Watts out. But with Van Noy, I mean, that's a veteran guy who's kind of been there, done that, definitely seen his better years in the NFL. It's not like he's going to have some renaissance coming to Pittsburgh and reenter his prime. But I just think, you know. I trust the Kyle Van Noy as we sit here on May 9th recording this podcast a lot more than I trust a Herbig. Yeah, and but this is all, I think, not a moot point, but I think it's important to note that you'd be better off served with both of them on your team rather than just one on your team because yes. they're not supposed to be the starters. Granted, you're bringing them in in anticipation of them getting some playing time because of your starters having a history of dealing with injuries, especially T.J. Watt. 
But I just think it makes sense if it's if it's not going to be a major cap hit and you have another you bring in a veteran guy too, which I think is very important. Kyle Voynoy is not just going to be like another Avery Williamson. I know it's slightly different position, but it's just a guy who was kind of around the league but never really had a lot going for him and was soon out of Pittsburgh almost as soon as he came in, right? Kyle Voynoy had a lot of success when he was playing with uh, the Patriots and when he went to the Chargers, I mean, uh, like you said, he didn't have his renaissance in L.A. I don't think he's going to have his renaissance in Pittsburgh. But he's a guy who's actually played on, played well and played on a good defense. So I think it's important to bring in a guy like that. Right now on our lads, the depth chart for the Steelers breaks down as Watt and Highsmith, obviously, as your one and your two. And then Herbig and Quincy Roche as the two behind both of and those gentlemen. as much as you can root for Quincy Roche and his story, it's not someone that I trust as the fourth guy. I mean, really. the Steelers had him at one point and let him go. Mm-hmm. And now he's right. back. So obviously they they liked him. He went to and, and he they, went to New York, and they thought and he then did they well let him go. in New York, yeah. or at least well enough that they give him another chance here in Pittsburgh. But that's not exactly the guy that you want to put all your eggs in that basket, right? And say that oh, Watt went down for an extended period of time. It's going to be Nick Herbig, and it's going to be Quincy Roche as a committee trying to fill in for that massive absence at our edge rush position. And again, I'm not saying that Kyle Van Noy comes in and puts on the Superman cape, and all of a sudden, you know. You have a trio even that rivals the Melvin Ingram potential when he sure. was here. But I just feel a lot more comfortable if you put Van Noy as that number three right now. You slide her big down to that four spot as the depth chart looks today. And then you slide Quincy Roche down and, and you know, you see the chain reaction of adding a guy like that. I, and I, I also want to say that if it's not Kyle Van Noy, like, if we do this podcast and, like, what always happens later on today, he signs with the Tennessee Titans, and we're just like, well, great. We just spent a whole con- uh, a whole podcast <laughs> talking about Kyle Van Noy, and now he's a Titan. Knowing our P- luck, it's Plug in any veteran yeah. edge rusher here, right. because that's kind of the main point that I'm trying to make is they have needs after their draft. They filled big ones in tackle and outside linebacker, or excuse me, cornerback. I still think they need an edge rusher to help solidify that room. They need a center, and they definitely need inside linebacker. Center and inside linebacker, I don't know what you're going to do about that at this point. Maybe an inside backer gets released at training camp from a team that you weren't expecting, and you you gobble him up. You just eat him right up, yeah. But who knows what's going to happen there. The one that is addressable in the meantime is that edge rushing depth. With Kyle Van Noy With a guy like Van Noy. Van Noy is one that I would target for sure, but someone is out there that can help add depth to this room. So I would label those as their three biggest needs right now post-draft. And I think Ed Rusher is the one that, you know, is the most attainable to improve before the 2023 season starts of those three. Not even before the season starts, but before you head to Latrobe, right? It's well, I think head it's, to Southside for June minicamp. That's an even better point, Tom. Like, the longer these guys are with this team, the more easily assimilating they can be once the team starts its regular season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that any runway you can give a new player is great. The longer that runway is, right, right. the more beneficial it can something be. Something that, even though it's different, something we always talked about a couple of years ago with the offensive line, find your starting five as early as you possibly can and let those guys work together for as long as you can before the season starts. Obviously... If you bring in Kyle Van Noy, he doesn't have to worry about chemistry working with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and even Herbig to the 
to the degree that you you have concern about an offensive line having certain chemistry because a he's not going to be on the same he's not going to be on the field at the same time as all three of those guys at once only one other guy and it's going to be probably in less dire situations you would hope because of if he's on the field for a significant amount of time that means that TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith went down yeah and again I, I kind of feel like you have to assume that now if you're if you're a, a Steeler in right. that front office you have to you have not, not so much why... Highsmith because Highsmith I don't know if he's proven no that yet. but 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 Watt is just I don't want to say he's Mr. Glass. He plays with such reckless abandon that he's just going to get it's hurt. Risky. It's gonna risky. It's risky. And luckily, we've only seen it. We've only seen TJ miss significant time once throughout his career so far. So maybe, last year, right? Right, last year. So maybe let's hope that, given him having to go through that and recognizing that it also happened to his brother around a similar time of JJ's career that he started to miss significant time, maybe TJ has the foresight to say, okay, I can still be dominant, I can still be great, but I can do it in a much safer way. So maybe maybe what happened last year, TJ can learn from it. Mm. See, I don't think that happens at all with TJ Watt. Really? I think that dude He just keeps going and going and going. And he and knows going. one way to play football. But I think a player as great as TJ Watt has the ability to kind of not completely alternate his game, but change it enough and still remain the dominant player that he he's been. Maybe later on, but ain't no way that happened in this year. He's still that. <laughs> he's, he's still, still gonna, like a kid. I he's think, still gonna turn that. up like, to eleven every he's play. He's gonna turn yeah. up to eleven every single play, no doubt about it. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have? Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I was just perusing spot perusing to see some other guys out there, you know, names so we can cover yeah. our butts when Kyle Van Noy signs with another team really soon. Right Leonard before Floyd, this episode ends. Leonard Floyd's out there. He's 30 years old. Uh, played for the Rams last year. Not bad. Pretty expensive guy who might be looking to start somewhere. Thirteen point seven million is what they say is his average mm. annual value. He's at the top of the list for edge rushers that are outside linebackers. Because I think it's important to remember, you're looking for an edge. You're not looking for that defensive end, though. You don't really need right. that guy with his hand in the ground. You want that guy that's a stand-up outside linebacker, uh, edge rusher. Um, Melvin Ingram still out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should maybe kick the tires on him. I wonder what he would look like in a Steelers uniform. Uh, Marcus Golden. 
is still out there. You know, now I'm looking at the Anthony Barr, uh, played for Dallas last year. I mean, it's not amazing. And again, it's not yeah. guys that you're going to look at and say, oh, he's going to come in and be a, a Superman. He's going to create a nice trio of outside linebacking edge rushers for this team. Uh, no, I'm not looking for a, another Melvin Ingram experiment here. I, I'm just no, looking I don't for think so. someone I... who's been around the block a, a while and is comfortable playing that kind of depth supporting role with the knowledge that you'll probably have to start a handful of games because of injury. And not only that, Tom, if you were to bring back Mel Ingram and he still has those kind of character or ego issues, <laughs> he's, he's even further down the depth chart now than he was when he first came to Pittsburgh because when he first came to Pittsburgh, Alex Highsmith was, what, in his second year of yeah, his career? Yeah, there was a position battle. You know, it wasn't a guarantee that Highsmith was going to get that starting job. But Alex Highsmith had his breakout year, double-digit sacks, I think – Finished the season leading the league in, in forced fumbles or at one point led them led in that category for a long time. That was last year. The Ingram year with him, he didn't have that quite a No, of that's year, what I'm saying. But he still beat out Ingram. Now Highsmith has had way that breakout yeah. year. There's no way especially with Ingram being the age he is and, and just you know who he is at this point, right? And yes. the production he can give you. There's no way you would ever have a position battle for the number two spot between Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith right now. So I don't know, but Alex, but it's very easy, even though Alex Highsmith has gotten better, it's still possible Mel Ingram has those ego issues. And he gets to Pittsburgh and says, Well, people know the name Mel Ingram. You know, I've been around the block, I've been to good teams. I deserve to be a number two. And he plays frustrated again. I I wouldn't trust it. And, and it, not just the character issues, but also, like you mentioned, he's he's older now than he was when he first came to Pittsburgh, what, two years ago, three years ago? And not to say that he's completely fallen off, but with his age increasing, his production has decreased. Yeah, as naturally is the case for pretty much anybody. But, you know, it's funny, like, if the timeline had worked out where, like, this could be their first run at Melvin Ingram, I think you take that. And I think it might work out differently yeah, this time I agree. because of the stage that he's in in his career. Although he did have a pretty decent year in Miami last year. Yeah, he was fine. Hot start with that scoop mm -hmm, and score. Right. So he put himself on the map a little bit early. He did kind of cool down as the season went on. But, yeah, he was he was fine. And he was a hell of a number three. I'll tell you that right. much. And I think he still could be. And maybe, and again, I'm not saying this isn't going to happen with the Steelers because that bridge has been burned. But maybe sure. he has realized that now personally and whatever team he finds himself on. Now maybe he goes to a, a contender and plays a role now, and he actually I mean, plays he that role. That, he did that, what, uh, uh, two years ago, almost, with the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They traded him, the Steelers he, traded him to the Chiefs. And you remember how once it, people were saying, oh, my gosh, this is the Mel Ingram effect, because the Chiefs' yeah. defense was terrible, right, through the first, the like, Ingram effect. eight games of the season. And then once he got there, coincidentally, they just they turned things around defensively but then lost the AFC Championship game against the Bengals. It had nothing to do with uh, Frank no. It was just it was just it was Chris just Jones it was just the, the honey timing. Back then. Just the timing of him arriving, and that's when they got no, things. Not those around. three All Pro caliber no, players not that they had on defense. Maybe just them. you know waking up and you know getting into gear down the stretch run. No, no, right. no, no. It was all <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a fun rumor here. And again, this wouldn't really solve your edge rushing problem because he doesn't play that stand up edge position. But did you see the little back and forth between J.J. Watt and Mike Tomlin? Apparently? How he's going to come down to the south side maybe at some point? Sniff around a bit, see what the lay of the land's like. 
So now, the year remember, could just be a visit because he's retired now, and maybe J.J. Watts just, you know, you know, he never played for Mike Tomlin, but he's known him for a while just, you know, being in the same Through both brothers, forever. yeah. And the brothers. He hears about him all the time probably in, you know, Thanksgiving dinner with the family or their off-season workouts where they're chopping logs in some Wisconsin cabin right. in the middle right, of right. like a snowbound uh, resort or woodland resort. So – I maybe could see him just being like, hey, I want to see what the Mike Tomlin's all about. You know, now that I'm retired, I got time on my hand. Maybe I'll lift some weights with my brothers in the Steelers workout room. And yeah, maybe I sign a contract on my way out the door, too. Who knows? Uh, it could go either way with me. I-, I think that there definitely is, you know, some credence to giving the thought that he might be, you know, seeing if there's a chance for him to maybe sign a contract and, and come into Pittsburgh. but. I do tend to lean towards it's just, you know, being you know, yeah, retired and, and touring an NFL facility. Right. But also I think J.J. Watt likes a little bit of attention, and I think he's a pretty smart, self-aware guy, and he mm-hmm. knows that, you know, him saying, this, for the brand. him saying this stuff that he wants to visit the Steelers will get people like us to say, maybe J.J. Watt signs with the Steelers. And you have to imagine that the brothers have thought of, talked about, of course, yeah. playing together on the same team and – and now it's pretty, you know, I don't want to say it's as attainable as ever, but I I think it's as attainable as ever. Like, it seems like if it's ever going to happen, now's the time. But it would just come down to J.J. deciding to go back on his retirement plans. So do you remember a couple of seasons ago when J.J. Watt was leaving Houston and everyone was calling for him to come to Pittsburgh? And no one knew where he was going because he kept saying he was going to be the one to announce it himself when he went to Arizona. But it was still up in the air. A lot of people were calling him to come to Pittsburgh. I think at that point, him coming to Pittsburgh, the chances were low because the team still had Steph to it, uh, a healthy Tyson Aluolo, and a younger Cam Hayward. So the defensive line was already set. Where were you going to put J.J. Watt? You couldn't put him on the defensive line. You're going to line him up opposite of TJ. I don't think you could have with Alex Highsmith being as young as he was. Uh, I think the chances now are even lower than they were a couple of seasons ago. I think this is really not like a, a complete publicity stunt. You have to give some credit to J.J. Watt coming to Pittsburgh for the first time. But I just I would still... Even though the chances were so low of TJ actually coming to play in Pittsburgh or JJ coming to play in Pittsburgh a couple of seasons ago when he was done in Houston, I think there those chances are are even lower now. Some guys, you know, when they're retired, it's so clear to them they have to step away. But there are other guys who do that, and then they they take some time to reflect, like Tom Brady, for example, and they say, "No, you know what? I I, I am gonna come back." That point too, Tom. I'm still waiting for Tom Brady to say he's, he's gonna not. sign he's, with he's, some team. He's not. He's done for sure. Uh, TJ, or excuse me, JJ Watt. You know, people are probably wondering, was he a Cardinal? You can't retire to get out of contracts and go to another team. The Steelers have to send some compensation. Uh, the Cardinals are designating him as a post six one June first release in 2023 for cap purposes. So he'll leave behind a dead cap hit, and he'll be free. I mean, he so won't. once so. If if it won't if happen he comes, May, it wouldn't happen for a couple after of weeks. I think that right. paperwork is yeah. is finally done, and I'm not a hundred percent sure he's filed his paperwork either. He too. has mentioned that before. JJ, has he not he filed says it. my Brady has filed his. Huh? I believe Brady okay. has filed his and is officially retired. 
Not sure about JJ, though. Which is kind of dumb, don't you think? I need to sign a document to say I'm officially retired. I can't uh, just no, say it. No, it makes a lot of sense. What if I declare millions, millions of dollars and, you know, you could use that as a way to get out of a contract? What if I declared it? I declare bankruptcy. Retirement! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking up right now if he has actually signed his paperwork, but I don't think he has, and... I'm I'm pretty case, sure you're you're right because he's gone on first take and he's gone on the Pat McAfee show and he's made it known that that paperwork still has yet to be finished, leaving a chance. But again, Tom, he seemed so content this past season when he was walking off the field for the last time in Arizona. But it's hard to it's hard to gauge. Some guys really seem like they know what they want and then they actually take time away from the game and realize how much they miss it and they want to come back. Here's a tweet from JJ Watt in February of twenty twenty three. He joked, I was unaware there was paperwork, definitely not gonna fill that out. Right. I'm definitely retired. So right. he's playing coy with it. You know, he he's conf- and like you said, he's confirmed on other outlets that he will not be sending his letter of retirement confirming it to the NFL. Just saying, JJ, that means you're leaving. You, you say you're definitely retired, but I'm feeling that draft from that door you just still leave cracked, I'll cracked sta- open. I'll there. stand by what I said that the chances are low. Oh, him coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's a chance that he comes back to the NFL. Well, I would say, too, if he's visiting Pittsburgh, and I, I don't want to be, I don't want to pander this narrative too much, but we know the reputation that Mike Tomlin has around the league. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not referencing that as like a as like a reason to not be frustrated that the Steelers have gone six years in a row without a, a playoff win and a couple of years now without a playoff appearance, nonetheless. Um, but if there's one guy in the league that can talk to someone who's retired and say, "Are you sure you really want to step away? Like, wouldn't you love to come to this city?" And play for this team, and play with your, and play with your brother, brothers possibly if Derek Watson on the team also. Wouldn't you love? I, I I just feel like Tomlin has that ability. For sure he does, and I think that you know Tomlin has recently spoke about how you know he values the brother aspect right. on the team. Right, right. He just talked about that. It has been very prevalent in Steelers football the past couple of years. Is that you know that kind of brother dynamic. On this football team. Before we wrap up this episode, just, you know, we were talking about J.J. Watt and how, well, you can't retire to get out of a contract and then sign with another team. Have you seen what the Colts have asked the NFL to do? To probe into an investigation of right, the Washington about, Commanders um, about, um, um, tampering with Andrew Love. Right, right. There is a por- apparently a rumor that the Commanders have been in contact with Andrew Luck, you know, you know, gauging that interest. You thinking about uh, maybe coming back, strapping it up for the old commies? See, playing I football? think that's even less likely. How do you step oh, away from done. How do you step away from football for what, four years now? It's just funny to me, like five years now? Football is, and, and really I think this is you know a good example of just human beings, there is such a fear of change, such a fear of the unknown, that like football just wants to recycle everybody so bad. Right. Like we're five, six Bring years back removed Andrew from Luck. retirement, and it's like some guy's in a front office somewhere, like his hands behind his head and his feet on the desk, like, what if we asked Andrew <laughs> Luck to come back? Like, it's like they have this great idea, and like, you heard the rumors about Ben last year with San right, Francisco. Right. You heard Philip. You, you hear Philip Rivers' names, I think, get rumbled still. Yeah. Like, people just can't turn the page in the NFL. It's always, well, that guy was good one time. Maybe we just try him again. 
you're going to see with Matt Ryan at some point this year who is refusing to retire, I guess, even though he has to. Like, it's just weird to me that the NFL, it's like, let's not ever try anything new. Let's instead see if Andrew Luck wants to come back from, you know, wherever he has been a recluse at for the past six years and play for the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. I just goes to show what the Commanders think about their quarterback situation also. If the listen, I know the Colts don't exactly have the most chemically balanced owner of mm-hmm. all time, but if they're asking the NFL to probe into an investigation of this, there's definitely something there. Like they well, definitely well, believe something happened that might get them a draft pick or might get the Commanders a draft pick forfeited. Also, I mean, we're talking about Jim Irsay but you look to the commander side of things and their owner up until oh, this boy. year, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock you at all to see Dan Snyder doing some shady stuff. Yeah, and you see, like I always had a, had this theory that Dan Snyder on the way out would do like extra shady stuff to kind of just like mm-hmm. throw dirt on the franchise on the out way spite, out. Yeah, and making them lose a first round. Oh draft man, is pretty oh, damn man. good. That's pretty damn good stuff. That's pretty on brand for that guy. Yeah. You can now listen to. Steelers Nation Radio, anywhere you want. You just say, hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa is going to take care of the rest. Mike Clay, you familiar with Mike Clay? Yeah, of course. Football mind. He released the top 32 wide receiver groups in the NFL. Saw that. We'll tell you where the Steelers land on that list, and if we agree with it or not, that's on the way next on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.